0: and welcome to our inaugural show of rpt real people talk you know one of the things we talk about all the time is making sure that we have a show that's live that's uncensored that's unfiltered and goes over everything
1: and i got my co-host mike how you doing buddy what's going on man looking forward to this it's gonna be exciting so much to talk about so much to always cover so uh i think that uh, we'll, we'll always have great conversation
0: It's all about conversation. What we talk about all the time is one of the things that we love to do is create community. Talk about community, create community, and talk about some fun things. So this show is not only about real estate; it's about real things that happen to us every day, from driving to showing homes to hanging out and having a good time to participating in other people's radio shows and have people participating in our show as well. It's good
1: times to come. Yeah, you know what's what's so cool is you know today. Chris invited me over to his office here in the Memorial area. So, what, what is it, Memorial and? This is
0: Memorial. Memorial, it's with the villages, actually.
1: Yeah, Village area. And, you know, they have the Rat Pack.
0: The Real Estate Rat Pack Real Radio Show. Rat Pack show. Radio
1: Show, yeah. So, after that, this is something I never knew until, you know, Chris really told me about it. They have this awesome office with an awesome breakfast. So, as Chris likes to say, he builds his offices around bars.
0: That is correct. Well, yeah. you know, what better thing to do, right? Yeah. <laughs> you, you, we talk about this all the time as a real estate agent and you can talk about this as, as well people are going always congregate around the one most important aspect of a home which is the kitchen so what we said is why don't we build a kitchen bar and center our office all the way around it and then take advantage of it so that's what we do we take advantage of bringing people over and having a good time there's nothing you'll ever learn more about somebody than breaking bread with a group of friends
1: yeah and that's really true because every event that i go to of yours is always so much fun and and the cool thing about you is that you're always welcoming. And like when you walk into our office, you say hi to everyone. You shake everyone's hand, new agent, seasoned agent, top producer, non-producer, everyone. Uh, and and that that's exactly what it does. It creates community, and it 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 makes people feel valued. So yep. coming here, like being invited here, interacting with everyone, it was it was fun. It's a valuable experience. It's it's great to network. I got to meet some awesome people and. You know, we talked about real estate, of course, but at the same time, you know, we got to listen to good music. The food was fantastic. And I have to say, Chris can cook his ass off because <laughs> he made some delicious omelets. I ate about four pounds of bacon. And uh, I mean, it was it's a lot of fun. You it, did it,
0: polish it, off that bacon, I'm going to oh tell my you. Oh,
1: gosh. It's, you can't say no to it
0: no you can't it's like but, a drug but you know the good thing is what we tell everybody is we can't do with what we do at all in life i can't do what i personally do you can't do what you personally do without surrounding yourself by great people for example the breakfast what we do the people we bring on we have michael Ridey here with us he is one of the rat pack members that we talk about and we wouldn't be able to do what we do to be able to hang out have a good time prepare a great meal and more importantly build community without individuals
2: such is my man, Mike, Michael Radio. Bear. Oh, well, thank you, Chris. Thank you. It, its uh, I just happened to see an open microphone here. came in and sat down. <laughs> I didn't really know that you were going to call on me to, to actually come in and say anything, but uh, it is fun. Uh, I'm here most Saturdays after you do the show and, and assist with the breakfast and the networking that we have up here. And it is a lot of fun. You get to meet people from across the industry that we are both involved in and even outside of that industry. Uh, when they invite their guests up here, and we get to have breakfast with them, talk with them, network with them, tell jokes, and, and just uh, uh, have a good time, really.
0: You know, the, the one commonality, Mike, that you don't know about, and this is something. You know, I've got two mics, so I'm doing like a mic, to, mic one, mic two type thing. Yeah, it's not like that insurance yeah, commercial. Yeah. Mike, Mike, Mike. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> but the one thing, the one thing most people don't realize is, is after I cook my ass off and every have a great time, I always have something to do when it comes to cleaning. Right? I mean, I'm always, I always leave during that time frame. And, and it's truly, I had to come do a podcast today, so I couldn't clean.
2: Yeah, 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 true. That's uh, funny. Uh, Chris does always seem to disappear when the, uh, but he, giving Chris credit, he is the chef that uh, prepares the meals, and they are truly, truly delicious. We've had all compliments. Uh, all the way around for as long as we've been doing this. So he does work hard, I've got to say. He works hard at the preparation. So you should be able to take a break from the cleaning aspect of
1: it. We we have to give you a shout-out, too, because when I came in early, you were already in here prepping and getting things rolling.
2: That's part of what I do as the adopted one to the Real Estate (laughs) Rat Pack show. Uh, I do get here a little bit early so that I can have everything prepped and ready to go. So when the guests get here – Uh, They arrive at the same time that Chris and Rob arrive. So when the guests get here, we can jump right into it and start preparing the meals. Like today, how many people do you think we had? We had a dozen people here. And to be able to take care of a dozen people, making sure that that they are uh, uh, well-fed, well-hydrated, and had a good time, you've got to start when they hit the door.
0: I'll tell you what, though, what's pretty interesting, and this is one thing about breakfast I do love, uh, we talk about it all the time, is breaking bread with somebody, you get to know who they are. But also finding out what they want in their omelet, you really get to find out who somebody is. Because it's sort of interesting, right? Because now, now you're a simple guy. Yeah, I, I will tell you this. You're, you are you were very simple. You said, you know what? I want a cheese omelet, put a little bit of bacon, a little bit of turkey, and I'm done. That was it. Yeah. Right? Yeah, Michael Roddy, he is an experimenter. He <laughs> likes So today, I actually took an egg white omelet, and we actually made a different base than we normally do. We actually made a very fluffy base, on a, uh, with, and then on top of it, we actually placed the, the assortment of all of our you know, vegetables and, 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 and our veggies and, and meats and everything on top exactly. of it right there. Exactly. And then I'm one of those I'm, – I'm a grazer, right? So what I'm doing there the whole time, I'm actually grazing and finding different things to eat so I don't have to actually make one myself because I'm eating off of everybody else's plate. So it's sort of interesting. You get to know people, and it is neat to be able to see how people end up eating, and you can tell a lot about people from that type of thing.
1: Yeah, that, <clears throat> that's actually really interesting. Uh, I don't know why mine's so simple. Uh? I don't know. I just – I was <laughs> like, you know what? It, I just want that in it. And
2: the bacon was so damn good, though. I know. Oh, my gosh. Sometimes simple is best. You just want to stay with some basic (laughs) ingredients. And as long as it tastes good to you, that's great. Yeah, it was really good food. And and, and it's fun, you know, and that's what you want to have.
1: Like you want to have an atmosphere that you don't feel like people are shoving things down your throat. And I can I, I coming from being a realtor. And interacting with people who are in lending, interacting with people who are in title, I know that they have a tough job because they do have to sell and they do have to work to gain clientele. What I appreciate about Chris is that his methodology isn't about just gaining business, but it's, a, it's building a relationship and building a friendship. So when you bring people to Chris, it's like you're bringing you're, – you're connecting them with a good friend of yours that you trust, and it, it helps bridge that gap. But the only way to learn about somebody that way is to exactly what he's saying, break bread with them, to understand them and learn them from a, a much more cellular level rather than just an overall business level. You can always Google somebody's production and net worth, but you can't get to know them on an individual level through that, through that search. Well, you know, I, I tell everybody all the time,
0: if you look at this. Businesses, business you can look, as you mentioned. You can Google somebody. You can find out what numbers they got, et cetera, et cetera. But the other day, I want to do business with people, and people usually want to do business with me, and likewise with y'all, because they know you. They know you. They trust you. They like you. They're going to have you over their house. And so to me, I, I'll tell you what, I, I, I never approach anybody like, man, I want to go get that business. I want to go ahead and be their – I want to approach somebody as I want to get to know that person. I want to find out who they are and what they do and what their hobbies are. And man, we might never do business together, but it might be an individual I'm going to hang out with and have a really good time. Because I will tell you this. As, as I've learned about this in life, our lifespan is way too short. I mean, I, I know it's really cool if we sit there and say, okay, we, could we live 100 years? But if we were 99 years old, we would sit there and say – time has flown by. I mean, look at my age. I'm almost halfway there. And I'm like, man, time is flying by. And so you can't ever not take advantage of meeting somebody who can truly impact your life in ways that you could never possibly imagine. And we're talking about physical. We're talking about social and mentally. We're talking about physically and financially. There's so many different ways that you can interact with a person. And so that's the way
2: I've always lived my life is I want to get to know people independent of what I do business-wise. That's beautiful. Yeah, oh, agreed, agreed. Mm-hmm. And the, the environment that you have created up here, by having it in this office, it's much different than having it at a restaurant, which was tried early on. Everyone that comes up here, they're able to talk with each other, they're able to be introduced to new people, and they're able to connect with them, where when you're in a different environment, say a restaurant, and you're sitting at a large table, not everyone gets to know the other people that are there, at least not on the same level. Oh I would thoroughly
0: agree. I would thoroughly agree. And you know and, and the other thing also is there's something I was taught this a long time ago. There's also something real, I say more real when you are serving somebody and when you're truly interacting because what ends up happening here which I love what we've done here is we created a community but everyone chips in. Everyone's part of the environment. And, you know, when we used to go to a restaurant, you know, you're being served, right? So you're at a table. And a table, guess what? It's a square. I don't care. You, know, you can have a round table also. But, but you're going to have people at the opposite ends of the spectrum that really don't integrate or interact with some of those individuals on the table. What we do here, look at that way that bar set up out there. From whatever direction you're at, you're interacting with somebody new at any given point. So it makes it a lot of fun. And that's, again, I, I would challenge anybody out there. If you're going to build a successful business, no matter what business you're in, get to know the person you're doing business with. Though, Get to know your clients. Get to know the people you're doing business with. Get to know your employees. Get to know just everything about anyone you possibly can because you never know when someone's going to impact your business, which is the next subject matter I'm going to ask you guys about because I've got a great story, but I want to hear from you guys. What is What has impacted your business or what is a moment in time in which your business was impacted by somebody that you would never thought might have been able to impact your business. And I know it's one of those stories sometimes, if mm-hmm. man, I might have to think about it a little bit. But I'm going to tell you mine while you guys come up with yours for a second, okay? So, interesting story. I was, I want to say this is probably 2006, 2007. I was sitting at my desk one day and this Latin American lady walks in, very nice. She'd been cleaning my offices for years and walks in and says, Mr. Kelso, do you have time to speak with me? And I said, absolutely. I said, come on in, let's sit down. You know, she goes, man, you know, I've cleaned your offices for you for years. You know, I I don't want to bother you. I said, you're never a bother. Come sit down, you know, doing what I do in the finance side. She goes, can you take a look at these papers that I've got? And I know I'm just a small person. I know I've only got a, you know, $55,000 home. It's not a lot. But would you mind just, you know, taking a look at this? I brought it in, took a look at it. And she goes, that just seems really expensive. And sure enough, she was being taken advantage of by somebody. And again, that's why I had to point out the year 2006 you know, a dog could get a mortgage, and there's a lot of bad people in the industry, especially mortgage financing. Uh, wasn't as, licensing wasn't as prevalent, et cetera, et cetera. So I sat down. I said, here's the deal. I said, that's not a good deal, and, and I never talked bad about anybody. I said, that's just not a good deal. Let me show you what we could do for you. So I showed her what we could do for her. She came back, and she said, I'm just – I'm really embarrassed. Why do I tell this other guy? Because, you know, he told me that I have to make a decision. I said, you don't have to make a decision on anything. You do whatever you want to do. So she ended up coming back to me and made a decision that she was going to use me. We did a really good job and refinanced this home for $55,000, and she was ecstatic, right? I mean, got her a really good deal, made her very happy, closed fast. I mean, you you just name it, and we did the right thing for the right person at the right time. About a month later, I get this phone call, and it's a guy on the phone. He goes, Mr. Kelso, he said, "Uh, you took care of my mom about 30 days ago, heard you closed her, and I was like, Yes, I did. And then I was thinking, oh, you know, did I do something wrong? What's going on? He goes, "Uh, well, I just want to introduce myself at that time. uh, He was the director of operations for a major, a major distribution company who did men's clothing, also known as Men's Warehouse. And he said, you did such a phenomenal job for my mom. I'm going to introduce you and make sure that you finance or get the opportunity to finance everybody here at my warehouse and all my extended people. Over the next, I want to say probably over the next five years, I probably got anywhere between five to seven million dollars worth of business. More importantly, I got I got an infinite an infinite amount of relationships. I was to built I built off that one lady off a fifty five thousand dollar home who came in and said, "I know I think you're too busy for me, but would you mind taking a look at this?" And I tell everybody is you'll never know how you're going to impact somebody else's life or how they can impact yours, independent of what social status they are on. And so that's one of the cool things that I've always liked about And so I want to hear from you guys. What is the one point in life which you guys have been impacted by somebody you really didn't think could impact you? Or not that you really even think about it, but, you know, say, wow, you know, this is a cool little aspect of what goes on.
2: Well, mine is it, – it is a similar story, and it uh – uh it doesn't go quite in that was a great story by the way but it doesn't go quite into as much detail but when i say similar it was about a older lady that i took care of her in selling a property that she had after her husband passed away and then helped her purchase another property and that led to her son again contacting me afterwards and said you took care of my mom and I said yes, and then he wound up selling a place and buying a place. And this was a lady that, that um, uh, she had very nominal means, and he actually wound up buying a much more expensive piece of property from me. Uh, But I was thrilled to help her. And and you're right. We are here to serve. So when you serve one person, you don't know what impact that's going to have not only on them, but to possible family members, people they know, people they work with. And in both of our cases, it was family members. It was a parent And it was um, uh, their son or daughter that would come to you afterwards and and makes a sale that you would not have normally just by doing the right thing and taking care of the parents. So it is incredible. And that's not just in our field. That could be in any Any field. field that you think of. Uh, It's just prominent because, you know, we we focus in our field every single day. So you had a story, I had a similar story, and then just the people that you meet in general. Uh, You meet some incredible people out there. You meet some not-so-incredible people as well, (laughs) but that happens any time that you're dealing with the number of people I think that we deal with or the general public. Uh, you're going to run across all different types of personalities, uh, people with certain beliefs, et cetera. So, you're, you're going to run across that anytime you deal with a number of people that we deal with. But I would say, overall, we meet much more incredible people that do become friends than we do the other categories. The opposite side of things. Absolutely. Absolutely. Mike, how about you, Bud? M- my
1: path's a little interesting. Right, yours is. So, you know, I'm in the tech world as well. And one of the things about the catalyst, I guess, for me was the the necessity to have to learn and understand not only to communicate real estate to an individual, but to be able to transition that communication into code so that a computer could not only understand what I'm asking it to do, but give me a response that I could then take to these same agents and help them understand what I'm trying to get this computer to do for them. Yeah. So... It, it it forces me to learn real estate on a very, very intimate level because I have to be able to communicate it in multiple ways. Being able to talk to an individual, you have, there's many different individuals who have diff- different mindsets and different ways of understanding. So you have somebody who's very numbers driven. You have somebody who's very emotional. So you kind of have to help them um, manage that emotion to make the best decisions. But with computers, it's binary. It's ones right. and zeros. So, Taking those factors, tangibles and non-tangibles, things that are quantifiable and non-quantifiable, into effect, and helping a computer understand what the value is of those, and how to regurgitate the information that's needed to be seen by these exact same people, both buyers, sellers, and agents. Right. That was, I guess, the thing for me. It forced me to learn something on a on a deeply intimate level, and. I think that that's helped me so much now because it's, it's forced me to learn. It's, right. I don't have a choice. But at the same time, I love it. Right. So as much as technology is, um, you know, a big focal point in my life and I really enjoy tech and my tech company, I really do love doing real estate. I love doing it. It's fun. It's, you know, And it's something that I'm learning every day. And because I'm learning every day, because it changes every day, it also gives me the opportunity to create new ideas every day. So some are good, some are bad, some are already existing, but even if it's already existing, are there ways to make it better? So I take that mentality into real estate, and I try to take it into life in general as well because you never know how your software might impact somebody's life, especially maybe a new agent who doesn't necessarily feel comfortable working in a certain environment or with a certain type of client. But because of your software, it's allowing them to generate more income. It's shortening their learning curve. It's increasing their uh, longevity in the industry and their income in the industry. So it's uh, impacting their life directly. So you never know how that might transition. Maybe they become extremely successful because now they're less afraid to do something. They work harder. They have more uh, confidence in themselves. They become successful. Now their children see them become successful. How, how might that make an impact throughout somebody's life? So that's kind of how I interpret it. And then on the flip side, doing doing you know, real estate, I like being able to help people make good decisions on the most important investment of their life. Uh, because I have the direct power to create happiness in their life, not just for one day, but for however long they live in that house, because they made a great decision. And every time, regardless if they think of me, I know that that happiness is correlated to my ability to help them find that perfect fit. I would agree. So that's kind of my mindset with it.
0: I love it, and I love it. I, you know, I, I talk about it all the time the real the great thing about real estate is um, it is probably the, the ability to impact people's lives, as you mentioned, far beyond the transaction. You know, when you go back out, I mean, I can't tell you how many times I've gone back to, uh, you know, I'm shopping at Walmart or I'm shopping at Target. And somebody walks up and says, hey, Kelso, how are you doing? I'm still in my home. It's 10 years later. Or, hey, Kelso, by the way, my daughter is now 21 years old and her and her fiance are buying a home. Or, hey, Chris, come on over. We're doing our 10th anniversary, you know, and, we're, and I ask them where you live. and still in the same house you financed for me. The ability to impact people's lives that go way beyond what you personally do and as you mentioned you know they're there long term they raise their families there they they grow old there they raise their parents there they you know leave and come back you know i don't care what it is could be investment on the investment side you end up making a lot of money on a flip or you end up making a lot of money on a rental or whatever it needs to be right it ends up being just such a great impact over a long period of time and that's, that's what this show's about, about impacting people, real people talk. So it's a great play on words also, right? It's real because we're all in the real estate industry, but also we're real in regards to the emotions and what we bring to everybody. Right. And talking about that on a realistic level as far as how that impacts everybody on a day-to-day basis and how to, how to extrapolate that data and sort of put it out there so more people get involved and understand why you need to be involved in your industry or with individuals across the board. I think that's one of the, 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 that's one of the items – that I sometimes look around and say, that's where I think technology is impacting people's lives in a negative way. It's taking away some of the personal relationships. And I think if we continue to go down the path of where te- I love technology, you're a tech guy, I love technology, Michael loves technology. But the one thing I think that we're not doing is showing enough people about the people skills required to be able to live a successful, happy and diversifil, if that's a or diversive or diet, whatever, close enough. Diversified life. Let's do that one right there, right? Yeah, I was trying to get above. I was trying to get above myself in regards to a good word right there. But you know, th- those those people skills are extremely important, and, yeah. and you can't get away with that.
2: They absolutely are. And and y'all were talking about technology earlier on the radio show, and uh, specifically some newer programs that are out there and technology is is amazing and it's amazing how much information you can actually get uh, and compile into one place yet it does not take the place of having a knowledgeable agent a knowledgeable realtor a knowledgeable lender there to help guide you through all of this information, because you can still make a poor decision with all the information that is out there unless you have someone that really knows their field and has experience in their field to help guide you through this information that you have compiled. Would you agree? Yeah, absolutely, because they have to have a vested interest in the well-being of
1: that individual. It can't just be a number in their book. That they're just trying to close. So, you know, that, that's kind of what I've noticed with Chris and his team is they have a vested interest in the well being of the people that they're working with, which, you know, that makes my life and our life, Mike, 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 too? Mike, too. Mike, too. <laughs> um, that makes our life easier because, as crazy as it sounds, a lot of times we're the heroes, too. Right. And we're the heroes, even if the lender saved the day, we get a lot of the thanks. You know, we get a lot of the credit sometimes. Sometimes, yes, sometimes.
2: yes. Sometimes. But, but it, it does take working with everyone that is involved in the transaction. And, Mike, you know this uh, as well as I do. You have to work with all aspects of people that are taking care of these clients or these customers you've got the title company you've got the lender sometimes you have attorneys that are involved in it sometimes you have heirs that are involved in certain sales so uh, we really do act as through our experience and knowledge uh, a lot of times we act as a Mediator, along with uh, um, I would call it an expert advisor, all the way down the line, and making sure that everything happens within the time frame that it's supposed to happen, as it's outlined in the paperwork or a contract. So uh, we do. We we fill a multi-hat role, and uh, what I was referring to earlier was uh, some of the companies that are coming into. Uh, Our industry and and into our geographic area right now that we have had in the past, but uh, uh, companies that are offering to come in and purchase um, homes dealing one on one with individuals and a lot of times it can be a good thing other times. It may not be such a good deal for the them. The
0: famous iBuyer that's coming in town right now. Yes. Right. You know, and, and, and that disruption right there. And, you know, and, and I, I do tell everybody, I, I tell everybody this from the outside looking in. We had a disruption in our industry. It was called a, um, a massive economic downturn in 2008. We're talking about the big bubble that took place. And so the, the financial industry went through a big change back in 2009, 2010, which really impacted lending. It still is the way it stands today, Right. And so one of the big next changes and disruptors you're starting to see is the eye buyers that are going on out there. That's probably the next biggest thing. And the one thing I tell everybody is competition is competition. We all have it every day, right? But what I will say is, is, and I've seen this enough times, if you're not willing to engage a trusted advisor, which is your real estate agent, and I've got two great ones right here in front of me, you're missing out on the greatest opportunity not financially speaking, all the time. Even though I'm a big believer that financially speaking, you guys represent them a lot better than anybody else can. But more importantly, it's the relationship that you can create that can impact your your, your business long term. It's the ability to know that, hey, guess what? I can go with you guys whenever I need to. Have uh, you know? Can you guys evaluate the improvement I need to make in my home? Can you guys evaluate this investment property I want to buy in the future? Can you guys evaluate if I want to go ahead and keep this home and rent it out versus buying a new one? It's that type, that's what's going to be lost if individuals don't understand the relationship that has to continue to exist between your trusted advisor, either financially speaking and or in the real estate side of things, versus going to those technologies like the iBuyers, who really don't have a vested interest in your client's best interest. They have a vested interest in one person, and that's the investor on Wall Street.
1: Yeah, that's true. And And one thing that as an individual agent representing another individual looking to purchase, we have we take pride in you being our client. You're, you and I work together. If you work with a company, you don't know who you're working with. You don't always know. I mean, they might have whoever, Joe, whoever in your open house. They might whoever have whoever right in your contract. But if you're working with me, I am doing these things for you. I am a representation and extension of who you are. And I want to represent you the right way. You're... you're dreams become my dreams when you're working with me so that's my mentality and that's the mentality i think um that adds value so when you're looking at it from a value add standpoint we can bring value in those areas because we do have we do have pride and representation we do want to do what's best we do want to be successful um it's not just we're trying to get as many as possible and if they get done they get done if they don't they don't um we are relying on working with you in that relationship, and then we're relying on referrals that we get through that relationship. So we have no choice but to try and do our best and do the best job we can.
0: You know, I'm going to get back. So so obviously this is our inaugural podcast that we're doing. You can always catch us, hashtag RPT, right? (laughs) Uh, But one of the things I'm going to talk about, we're going to end up with this show with, with this last thing is I'm a big support local guy, and it goes really well with what you just got through saying. So the one thing is having a relationship with an individual means having a local relationship with an individual who can impact your day-to-day business, individuals who can drive to your home, who you get to see at Walmart and Target, as I said earlier today, who impact on a one-on-one basis, and I think that's the one thing. That I never want to lose because here's here's what happens is if we don't continue to follow that path of a one-on-one Relationship of supporting your local real estate agent or your local lender What's gonna end up happening is what happens to business? What's gonna happen to all the retail what's gonna happen the individuals have jobs who promote those retails? What's gonna be the individuals who are buying vehicles and buying furniture and buying everything that you can possibly imagine if all that goes away it's going to be a pretty lonely local community. We've seen what's taken place in the past in small communities when you have big you know, companies go in there and take over the retail operations, et cetera, et cetera. So the one thing I want to talk about in this last segment right here is really the support local side of things. I am a big believer, a huge believer on this, is that if an ind- if a company is not willing to invest in the local community on a direct basis, what benefit does it have? I mean – I, I had a client the other day who called me up and he was shopping online. He was shopping online and he said, Well, I got a question. What's the difference if I use you versus if I go online and use this person, right? Now, I, I know this person, have a great relationship with him, so I asked him, I said, Well, I've got a question. Would you rather do a business with me in which it might be an eighth of a point higher in regards to interest rate, but when you call me up to sponsor your little league baseball team, guess who's going to say yes? I doubt seriously you can call Big Bank X who has zero operations here, and they're going to say, well, yeah, let's go ahead and sponsor your little league baseball team, right? Those are the little things on a supporting local basis that, to me, mean a lot. And what was funny was, I said, what I will tell you, though, you'll see more ads on them going on TV once you go ahead and do business with them. And, And the second thing on that, I said, he was an engineer. I said, how would you like me to take my engineering side of things and just say, why don't I go ahead and just bid this out to the lowest possible engineer, not the best qualified engineer? He called me back, like, within a couple hours and said, Chris, the deal is yours. And he said, and by the way, I will be coming back and getting the sponsorship from the Little League, from not you? Um, which I was fine with, okay? I'm absolutely fine with that. But imagine, that's what we end up losing if you don't go to the support local side of things. What do you guys think?
2: No, absolutely right. Absolutely right. I, I thought that was a good point uh, about going with the lowest possible uh, I- instead of going with the best that is capable of handling the job and uh, it's I wish everybody would would look at it that way Uh, there are times that it is it's worth more to pay just a little bit more and have a quality person and quality advice and a person that you've got an ongoing relationship with you were talking about Bank X and and you're right you don't know where the people are that you are attempting to communicate and deal with. They could be in Jacksonville, Florida. They could be in college. We don't know. We don't and know. And we're not insulting you're people here in local. Jacksonville. Florida, not at all. But they've got their own market. <laughs> they do. They do. And, and you're here local. We can always reach you. I know where you live. And uh, yes. so I can always find you. I can always find you there. But no, I, I agree with you about supporting local, and I absolutely agree 100% uh, with supporting local. And, and I do the same thing. I, am, I do order things uh, online. However, if I can find them local here, I don't mind paying just a little bit more. I don't mind paying the state tax to go and get it to be able to support our businesses here. A lot of them are what uh, used to be termed as mom and pop or small brick and mortar businesses. And you want to support them. You want them to be around. You want to be able to walk in there and ask additional questions. There's a local camera shop here, a little boutique camera shop, and, and I like photography. It's a hobby of mine and I buy from them, and I can go in there and ask questions. I can get tutorials that don't cost anything. Now, I know you can still go to YouTube and get that, but I've got a relationship with my salesperson down there. I can go in and talk with him, and he's done far more for me than I could ever get from other sources. So I couldn't agree with you more. Yep. Mike. Good point. How about you, Mike?
1: Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> I think I think understanding things from a micro standpoint rather than a macro – macro is very important. But you know, it, 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 when you look at economics from a macro standpoint, but you look at your local economic – from a micro standpoint, it's, it's incredibly important because your local economy is directly correlated to your ability to be successful. Oh, yeah. And the ability to have diversification in industry in a local economy is what stimulates creativity. So, if you stifle creativity by having only a few people who can go to to do certain things get certain things, it's lowering the the ability for creativity to come out. I would I mean, totally agree. How many ideas could be lost because of that? How many ideas are lost right now because of it, though? Right, right. Yeah, because yeah, that's I mean, always
0: that's always a curious thing because things are being lost right now because of that. I mean, unfortunately, what ends up happening, as you mentioned, you end up stifling creativity because people don't have the means. to to follow through, develop it, implement it, et cetera. And and then it ends up not being developed, not being put in place, right? And so then what ends up happening is you're not supporting that local. You're taking away from all aspects. I don't care whether it be mortgage or real estate or it be, you know, NASA or what's going on with, uh, you know, space travel or, you know, automobile development or technology or biosciences or whatever it needs to be. There's a whole bunch of... That can be developed here if you support those local communities in every endeavor you can possibly imagine. Absolutely.
2: Mm, knowledge you have. <laughs> <laughs> so funny. Wow, that little guy just popped right in here, didn't he? <laughs>
0: well, you know, the great thing about this show, we can take it wherever we want to, right? So we can absolutely take it wherever we want to. Here's the here's the other great thing about it: is what we're gonna start doing is when you hear this show. We want you guys to let us know what subject matters you always want us to to hit on. We can hit on any subject matter you want to. Be business, it's, again, real people talk. So whatever subject matter, we want to be able to bring that to the individuals, don't we?
1: Yeah, and and this is an opportunity. Here's the thing. Call us out on our bullshit. If we're wrong, let us know. Interact with us. Talk to to us about the things you want to hear. Talk to us about uh, small corrections on things we say wrong. Talk to us about whatever you want. Interact with us, you know, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Uh, respond to our YouTube videos. Respond to our um, links for our podcast. You know we're open to hearing from the listeners, and you know we want to be engaging with y'all. We want to talk about things that get you excited, that will make you tune in, that will you know sit in traffic, and you'll get enjoyment out of it. So it doesn't have to be linear, and it doesn't have to be directly correlated with real estate. It can be literally anything that you want to talk about.
0: Yeah, we we talk about all the time. And by the way, one of the subjects I do want to talk about on our next show is. The, the the lack of education that individuals have in driving nowadays. What has <laughs> happened to the world? What happened to signals? What happened to the, <laughs> you know, to warning people when a police officer is on the other side pulling people over? Called what, driver's <laughs> etiquette. <What laughs> driver's etiquette. What happened to that, right? You know, but there's great subject matters out there we want to talk about. And so, as you mentioned, make sure that you let us know, interact with us all the time. Put your information back on the feedback. Let us know. And we, and as Mike said, when you're going to make fun about somebody pronouncing things wrong, I know I'm going to be the brunt of that joke. Bring it on. I'm fine with that. I can take it. <laughs>
1: yeah, I'm sure I'm going to be wrong about quite a few things. So uh, please correct me so I don't ever happen to be wrong again <laughs>
0: going forward. <laughs> well, you, we only learn – through that type of constructive criticism, so I'm—I I tell everybody I'm always, yeah, I'm always open to it. Remember, my, my first language is Spanish, not English, so <laughs> you know I, I'm gonna have a lot of criticism from that perspective. But it's it's a great show, and more importantly, it's about getting out there and showing people, hey, we're real, we're real in what we do, we're real in what we talk about, we're real in the problems that we present, we're more importantly, we're real in the opportunities that
1: exist out there. Exactly, exactly. So, Chris, tell them where they can find you and find out more about you, and Mike will hit hit you and float through sure. me and.
0: Absolutely. So, you know, I'm with Hometown Lenders, my phone number is 713-256-9138 you can catch me on a great website htownlenders.com cannot believe that was ready <laughs> you know htownlenders we happen to be in Houston so it's a good thing for us and you got a great team we have nine offices around the Houston area northeast south and west and we'll give them all off right now but the uh, main thing we tell everybody is you want to sit down you want to have a conversation whether it be a financial conversation or just come by the bar and hang out and have a good omelette with us on a Saturday we are open anytime. it's about creating community it's about doing the right thing. It's about lending the right way, but more importantly, it's just about being involved in the community.
2: Very good. And I am Michael Roddy. I have been in real estate for two decades now. I have a boutique real estate company, Lux Real Estate Group, and Village Property Advisors. We are literally just two exits down from Mr. Kelso. Uh, So uh, just down the highway from him, we do uh, business back and forth together. You can reach me on my mobile number, 832-541-4942. Again, that's 832-541-4942. How about you, Mike?
1: So, Mike Stavenaw, uh, Keller Williams Memorial. I do do real estate. Uh, You do do. I do do real estate. (laughs) (laughs) He said do do. He said do (laughs) do. So, uh, with real estate, both commercial and residential, uh, I do analysis for everything on the commercial side, from developmental all the way through to interacting with the city. On the residential side, of course, I do the analysis, new construction analysis, and I have a software called Realtor that uh, we're enterprising and rolling out both to investors and to real estate agents. Uh, so, Realtor.com. Uh, that'll take you to the investor platform, and any agent who's interested in a simplified tool that's going to help you grow your business and help you learn about how to work with uh, investors and work with numbers, You know, definitely check it out. Don't Feel free to reach out to me if you have any questions about it. Uh, mstavi at kw.com is the best email to reach me at. And if you're going to give me a call, it's 979-320-4303. So uh, yeah, I look forward to hearing from, from y'all and you know, reach out with questions that you might have with analytics, with technology and uh, the direction that might be going.
0: Man, I'll tell you, it's it's great. I can't wait to kick this off. man. we're going to be doing this quite frequently with a lot of great guests. I appreciate you guys. We, we You and I, Mike, appreciate the other Mike being in here.
2: Yeah. Oh, thanks, well, Mike. thank you. Well, like I said, I was here anyway, and I just happened to see an open <laughs> mic, and I was originally just going to sit down and watch you two, and uh, it, it turned out not watch YouTube, but watch you two persons <laughs> uh, actually performing your um, uh, your podcast, which this is the, the first one, correct? Inaugural show this right here. Inaugural yeah. show, and uh, wound up uh, actually participating in it, which it was a lot of fun. Thank you very much. Awesome. Well, as you always know, we're always here.
0: Again, Real People Talk RPT. You can hashtag us, hashtag RPT. If you have a subject matter, let us know. We want to talk about it. We want to hear about it. We want to continue to put it out there. You know, uh, and, and, Mike, we're going to do this quite often. We're going to bring in different guests. So if you have a guest, if you're in town. You're in.
1: We'll travel as well, won't we? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, everything's mobile. We're happy to come to you. You can come to us. Uh, we'll cook for you. We'll yes, give you we will. lots of uh, drinks, keep you refreshed. <laughs> so, yeah, it'll definitely be a good time no matter what. Um, so, yeah, I'm looking forward to it.
0: I can't wait. Well, you know, you guys, as we say, the show must go on. It never ends. It just goes on. But what we have to eventually do is let this show end so we can go out there and be, be with the other people we have sitting outside <laughs> <Yeah>. more. <laughs> awesome. That's it. Well, until next time, we're out.